Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. It seems to run on some form of electricity. And it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call. Some are good for fighting, others for dying. Welcome back to another episode of It's Just Two Movies. I'll be your host today, Daniel King. With me, as always, per on the huge, <laughs> my man, Birdman. Heyo, it's Bird. Bird, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. How you been? Been good. You know, a lot of gaming. Okay. Uh, Nothing important. I like it. Just gaming and work. Gaming's fun, know. yeah. I didn't get any in this week. I was doing some editing, mm. some other stuff, and uh, that just I'm still playing Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, nice. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, I really I really am liking it. Love that game. Um hopefully I get a little time to get around to it next week or the following week. Yeah. Uh got a lot going on out here. Gotta uh, pencil it in. On the ranch. Yeah, I got uh. <laughs> <laughs> So this week we're talking about movies about schizophrenics. Yeah. All of them? Good God, no. There's Good. so many. That's a different podcast. It's called It's Just 299 Movies. So we're not going to do that here. We're not going to cover all of them. That's a whole other show. But uh, we're, we're talking about two in particular. Uh, one that I picked. I picked this one out this this week. Uh, the Voices was a 2014 horror thriller release directed by Marjane Satrapi. Marjane Satrapi. Sorry if I'm butchering that. Probably am. Screenplay written by Michael R. Perry. Budget on this thing. And I was so disappointed because I, I picked this as a good movie. I saw it yeah. maybe the year after it came out. I rented it. And then I, years later, it was on Netflix or something. We just came across mm-hmm. it. And we're like, oh, we'll watch it again. So this is my my f- third watch. Oh, okay. I I just I like this movie a lot. It um. He, so you've got, uh, you've got Ryan Reynolds, Anna Kendrick, Gemma Arterton, probably Arterton. Sure. Close enough. Uh, Adi Shankar, Jackie Weaver, and Ella Smith. Ryan Reynolds does a fair amount of voice acting in this. Yes, he does. Yeah, he sure does. Here's, was the thing that, that blew my mind about this movie. The, did you look up like the budget information? No. Uh, okay, cause it's, it's fun. So, how much money do you think this cost? Oh, man. See, that's a difficult question. I will tell you this. It is between $1 and $50 million. <laughs> like $1 million and $50 million. It's not um, Ad Astra. It's not, you know, $100 million, right. like $99 million or whatever it was. I'm going to guess $25 million. You're high. Coming in high. Only $11 million. And for 2014, for $11 million, considering the cast, I think the CGI stands up pretty well. Very well. Yeah, for the time especially. It's legit. Now, how much do you think a movie like this would have made at the box office? Ooh. Um, I would say not a lot. Well, you're right. <laughs> because. So, uh, it evidently did not get a theatrical release in the U.S. And I can see that. Because yeah, but it did get a theatrical release, like in in fucking Sweden or something, right? And so its box office earnings are like less than half a million. Yeah, but, but this it, is a really good movie. Why would you spend Why would you spend eleven million dollars on it and not release it in the U.S. with a cast and a and a script like that? No, so, no, I completely agree. But it's it was weird because you told me about this movie probably three years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably give or take. Uh, 
and you told me about it several times and i was like oh yeah you know i'll get around to watching it never yeah. did and now i have a reason to watch movies because we're doing a podcast how's it turning out for you it's great yeah okay good that's good um but this was not on my radar and i don't think it was on a <laughs> like that's why i'm really glad we're doing this film is yeah. i don't think it was on anyone's radar no and it it uh it, I mean, I mean, as far as I'm aware, it might be an incredibly popular movie. That's what I was going to say is I asked like 10 people at work and no one had ever heard of it. Yeah. So <laughs> a little, little hidden gem. Yeah. Diamond in the rough. Got, got a little sleeper movie up your sleeve. So if you could explain the movie, what, what would you say? Okay. Uh, uh, this is Ryan Reynolds portraying a character named Jerry. They say his last name once. I, I didn't fucking write it down. And uh, you can tell Jerry's on the spectrum. He's a little, he's a little off, but he seems like a, just a big old sweetie pie. Yeah, he seems like a, a likable guy. It seems like he's got the personality of like a really good natured, like thirteen year old boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when you're a little kid and you're still like super polite to everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he kind of reminds me of that, it, like kind of Opie. Mm-hmm. thing going on yeah only i'm sure opie's dad used to beat the shit out of him after the <laughs> after they turned the cameras off so uh, it, 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 it as you're going to full spoilers by the way this whole show is about spoilers i'm putting it in the notes up top of every single episode i'm not doing non-spoilers then spoilers it's right. fucking stupid so go watch the movie go, go on get out all right i think we're alone now <laughs> there isn't anyone around uh let's go ahead and talk about the movie Ryan Reynolds, you eventually find out that he goes to a therapist and that he struggles with a mental illness. This is about him trying to kind of re like get back into society kind of thing. Cause I think yeah. he used to be in like the, the, uh, uh mental asylum or what's, what's the proper, what's the, what's the proper phrase for it now? Mental health facility. Probably. Is that, yes. Yeah. And you, I don't know if it's actually said you either get that or maybe he spent some time. Well, no, I guess. See, I wasn't sure at first. I thought maybe he had spent some time in prison, but it makes more sense that he spent time in a you know in mental me- health, like a mental ward of some kind. Yeah. Um, so you know, you can tell he's got a he's got a really struggling past. And uh, right out of the gate, man, I gotta say, you get such a you get such a great performance out of Ryan Ryan Reynolds throughout this entire movie. I wasn't always a, a fan of his stuff. Like, I liked Van Wilder, and then everything yeah. that he was in was just Van Wilder. <laughs> right. Like, Van Wilder at a restaurant. Van Wilder tries <laughs> tries to be a good boyfriend. Van Wilder meets the, the girl he used to have a crush on, but they're old now. Yeah. Uh, it was just kind of the same, the same shtick. The same character. This is not. No. No, this is not. This is him playing a very likable, very friendly, mentally challenged guy that works in a place where they make like bathtubs, bathtubs, bathtubs and sinks. Yeah. Right out of the gate. First thing I've got here on my notes, uh, they do the opening with like the paper cut animation yeah. of the cat and the dog and, mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. Uh, that, that was great. I liked it a lot. I like the way that, that they're, it's like always happy, like happy, yeah. happy kind of score going on in the background. Um, there's forklifts and everything in the pa- the place that he works at. It's very, very plain Jane. Yeah. But all the highlights of everything are pink. Mm-hmm. The forklifts are pink. The packing tape is pink. They're jumpsuits. They're jumpsuits, yeah. Just a fun pop of color. You're like, how do you make this not a drab, weird, yeah, like, kind of gray factory? And it was, if, it was clean, too, right? I wonder like, if his jumpsuits really are that color. We'll, we'll get to that yeah. in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, what did you think about the opener? You meet him, you meet the boss, he's talking about yeah, that thing. Yeah, so... He First meet, impressions? Yeah, he meets the boss, and as someone who kind of knew, I knew what I was getting into a little bit. Okay. If you don't, you just, you just like you said, you just think he's a little off. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you, yeah, you think he's a bit off. But Jerry, as the new guy, is in charge of setting up the... I guess yearly company picnic. Yeah, that's something an annual thing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you can just tell he's socially fucking awkward, but Pick, he means well. Yeah, he's picking up on no social cues, but he wants to be a good man. Uh, fast forward after work, they ask him to do that thing. He seems hesitant about it, like it's a real big deal. So he goes home later, and he's talking to his dog and his cat. That's right. So this is well, actually, on the opening scene, you see him talking to the dog and the dog doesn't talk back and then you hear the cat talking to him but you don't see you don't see the cat right i like that i thought that was like he's got a roommate yeah it made it seem like he had a roommate exactly Mm -hmm. yeah i thought that was a nice addition cut to the next scene it's you know breeze through the work day and then he's going to this meeting to work for the the company pickup or to plan the company picnic or whatever it is yeah and there's a british girl from accounting or some shit that he's he's got a hardcore crush on yeah, she's, she's a she's pretty. She's a very very pretty British girl. Yeah, uh, and accents are fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, and one of my favorite parts about the movie, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, uh, her character in this is Lisa. Hmm. So Lisa, the British woman, uh, uh, her name is Fiona. Fiona, yeah. And they are, I would say, pretty good friends, right? Yeah, Gemma Gemma Arterton is who plays um, Fiona. Fiona. Yeah, and very good, very good uh, performance from her. Yeah, so, so, like throughout too. You know what yeah. I mean? She really. And at first, I was like, "This chick's kind of a bitch." I don't know. <laughs> then she died. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lot cooler after that, right? No. Anyway, so, yeah, J- Jerry. Uh, obviously, like you said, he he likes Fiona. Mm-hmm. And he's upstairs in the accounting office. Yeah. And he gets invited to drinks with the girls, which is <laughs> pretty weird. Pretty weird. Yeah. And they just take Jerry. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, you, you want to come out for a drink? Yeah. Just just the girls. Okay. Okay. Um, let's invite this fucking weird guy. <laughs> yeah. And he is, he is weird. It's not a thing where like you would invite him to a function and then be like, oh, you're weird. You would have already known this. Like oh, if, yeah. you have, if you had one conversation with the guy at the water cooler, like, hey, how's your day going? And he just turned around and looked at you with that smile and went, today's just super. You'd be like, all right, fucking psycho. Calm, <laughs> yeah. her, calm her down, buddy. But old, old Lisa's got a crush oh, on Jerry. Yeah, yeah she sure And does. she she wants to have a drink with Jerry. Mm-hmm. She uh, wants Jerry Dick. So it cuts to, you know, them at the bar. The girls are talking. Fiona's kind of explaining a little bit of her backstory, why she's in America. Jerry cuts in. The first thing he says, I know karate. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, back up in the board meeting when he's like, I'm going to have the PA system hooked up. It's going to be great. And the other guy's like, you fucking running for president, Jerry? <laughs> and the other guy's like, pump your brakes or shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Just to like mouth him. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really, there's a lot of good, like weird, uh, catchy humor yeah. th- uh, throughout the whole thing, really. Oh, for sure. By the people that aren't Jerry, mm-hmm. which is weird because that kind of jabby, uh, like kind of poppy, uh, poppy little jab reference, uh, that's Ryan Reynolds 
part of his main shtick. That's his stick, yeah. Like, that's that's the thing he does that's so funny and charming about him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he doesn't do it in this. No. Because he's, he's playing someone who doesn't understand that or get it. Right. And he's, again, just super solid performance. It's I, so good. Yeah, I, I wish this film received more recognition. Hopefully it will. I told a lot of people at work about it. Yeah? They gonna watch it? Or were they like... Probably not. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he gives, uh, British girl, uh, Gemma, um, yeah, Fiona, Fiona, he thank gives, you. Yeah. G- gives her a bit of a lift, a bit of, and it's so awkward because like we said, Lisa likes Jerry and she's trying to get a ride home from Jerry mm-hmm. and, and he's just not, he's, not ha- he's just not having it. And she's just like, Oh, oh, oh okay. Well, I'll just, uh, you know, I'll, I'll call a cab, call a cab. <laughs> Fucking Jerry. Uh, yeah, it's it's good scene overall. So he he takes a British girl home. He's crushing on her real hard. Mm-hmm. He goes back to his apartment. He lays on the couch and he starts talking to his pets. And then they start talking back, and you see it. Yep. Uh, you get to see it on screen. Looks pretty good. It looks very good. It looks pretty I good thought... for 2014. Yeah. You know what I mean? Eleven million dollars with, with what you paid for the cast. There's no way this was a cheap movie to cast. Right. And you look at other films where. Animals are talking. Oh, my God. And it doesn't look great. It, you got a 10-year-old. Do you know how many movies I've seen with the talking puppies? Yeah. Yeah. Too many. What a fucking facade. Because you know how many puppies they put in all those movies? All of them. All of the they puppies. just grind them up into a meat grinder and they make <laughs> stuffed puppies. I don't fucking know. They're, they're not good movies, though. They're not fun to watch. And I didn't like them. Watched them all, though. Yeah. Yeah, especially the Halloween Hound. Maybe we'll... It's about that time of year. Oh, we're not. No? We're no, not going to do not. that for a bad movie? No, no. We're not going Super Spooky Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it. That's what it's called. Spooky Buddies, the Halloween Hound. So so Der- uh, Jerry, you know, he essentially pushes a date <laughs> onto Fiona. Oh, yeah. I forgot know. about that. Yeah. Because he he's to taking take her, her home. To a, he wants to take her to the Chinese restaurant. Shishan. <laughs> Shishan. <laughs> But uh, she's not into Jerry, right? No. No, she's not into Jerry. She's not a little, she thinks he's a little creepy. She's kind of trying to... Well, she's right. And maybe he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> right. Like, from from the opening of the movie to, like, kind of the end of this date thing, he's still really lovable. Yeah. And you're like, I wonder what this is about. Oh, he talks to his pets. Ha, 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 ha. Because he gets yeah. to his apartment, he's talking to his pets. He's still likable and innocent, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I love that. I think I read that he basically convinced the director to let him, Ryan Reynolds to let him do the voices of the pets. Crushed it. Yeah. So she wanted to hire, you know, a couple actors. Mm-hmm. And it, if I didn't. I don't think I knew that he did the voices. I looked it up. I okay. I didn't know that because I heard the voices and I was like, hmm, I wonder who these actors are. Yeah, me too. I looked at it. <laughs> oh shit! Ryan Reynolds, it's fucking Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he does. So the, uh, the cat, Mister Whiskers, is he's Scottish. The, he's Scottish. The voice of this cat is based on a friend of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, a, a, a true, you know, a, a real person. A real person. So I did read that. I don't think I found anything for the the dog. The dog name. The dog's uh, name is Bosco. It's just how you talk to a dog. <laughs> but if that was permanently a voice, but almost like a southern. Yeah, you know, if you were like, um, instead of oh, who's a good boy, 
Yeah. You would say, what's in the refrigerator? <laughs> yeah, like that would just be your, that would just be your, the timber of your voice would be constantly baby talking a, a cute puppy. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, that's the dog voice. He also does the voice of the deer. Oh shit. Are you serious? Yeah. He does the voice of the deer and he also does the voice of bunny monkey. The oh my God. Little, like we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to um, that. That fucking bunny monkey, by the way, fucking creeps me the fuck out. Yeah, that was a little much. It's super creepy. Like, I'm wondering if the factory that he works at is a real place. Like, if that's a real factory that makes that shit. Mm. Or did they just have, like, a couple bathtub props and they were like, well, it's a bathtub factory. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. It's called uh, Milton Fixture and Fawcett. I think, and I think Milton was the name of the town, right? Yeah, I think so. Was yeah. it was it Wisconsin? Where was what? Ooh, that's a good question. I forgot what. I don't state know if I in. even paid attention to All that. All right, doesn't fucking matter. You, you don't live there anyway. Uh, before we get into the date night, I wanted to mention this at the beginning, and you said his name. The writer of this film, his name was Mike uh, Michael R. Perry. Michael Perry, yeah. And I was just kind of interested. What else has he done? Mm-hmm. And not a lot. <laughs> That's fucking really weird. Which is weird to me because you should do more stuff. This is great. Yeah, this is a really well written film. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like he's done a episode of this. He's done a two episodes of that, but nothing hmm. else that really stands out. Huh. So okay. Well, uh, I wonder if he's got I, something in the works. That'd yeah. And I always just wonder about people like that. Like, is he an author? Or you he's know what quite I mean? The, he's quite the auteur. Auteur. So yeah, I don't know. That was just a thing that I thought about. You know. Yeah. No. That's a. That's that is strange. That uh, to to do something of this caliber that went so unnoticed. That's so good, and then just not do anything else. Michael. I mean, really, Michael, yeah. if you're listening, do something. You fucking get after it. <laughs> Do something, baby. Or start by coming on the show. You can plug your show. <laughs> Brought to you by Tylenol. <laughs> there, the next scene he cuts, he's at therapy with his therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During this bit, you can tell clearly, not that he's like an innocent, sweet boy, but that he's actually insane. Yeah. Like, is dangerously this, insane. Is this before or after the date? Oh, it's before, because he's in good spirits. Okay. Yep. Another thing about the CGI in this, with the dog and the cat and the talking, the things that talk, mm-hmm. it, it works better than it would in present day, because it matches the same CGI and animation style of his, of Jerry's visual visual hallucinations that we see on screen. Yeah. Like when he sees Fiona and he imagines butterflies flapping around her. Right. The the animation just works. It's it this one reinforces that one reinforces this one. Yeah. And even though I can tell the rough spots in the CGI, it kind of is like charming. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like like yeah, yeah. like it more that way because it's consistent at least. Right. And I think that's what they were probably going for and they it nailed worked. it. Right. Nailed it for a movie that lost ten and a half million dollars. Damn. I, I know, man. That's fucking insane. All right. Uh, so let's let's get to the date. Okay. Yeah. Date night. He we're going to Shishan. Well, he wants to go. He wants to go to Shishan, <laughs> and he does. He does go to um, uh, to Shishan. But Fiona 
She fucking ditches Jerry. Ditches him she hard. ditches him hard. Mm-hmm. She goes out with the girls. Stone cold bitch. Stone cold bitch. She's fucking white girl wasted. <laughs> she get, she gets a ride back to her car. Car won't start. This is after she ditches Jerry and he sits at. It's this place is pretty badass. I want to go. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I that's kind of where I want to go. Like have my wedding reception. <laughs> <laughs> like you could bury me in the parking lot of Shishan. Just explain uh, this restaurant. So I will gladly do that. It looks like a terrible Chinese buffet, mm-hmm. but a humongous one. And there's like five people in there. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nobody in there, and he's he's telling Fiona prior to this, he's like, oh. It's a, the greatest show on earth. It's magical. You're going to love it. And then it cuts to him alone at Shishan. And uh, they've got a Asian Elvis impersonator. <laughs> is it, is it Elvis? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, he's. And uh, all things considered, he's pretty good. The Elvis impersonator. I liked it. So they've got that. And he's sitting there alone watching the Elvis impersonator. You can tell like he kind of likes it, but his heart's broken. And then the next thing that comes out is like a guy doing fucking flips down the aisles (laughs) dressed like Bruce Lee and enter the dragon. Yep. And he does all the fucking uh, like hand movements and shit. And I got to say, man, that was badass. That was badass. That's badass. That's what I'm saying. I hope that fucking dude that did that scene got paid for that. Yeah. Because that is something like not everybody can do that. No. That was amazing. And that was super. It was just fun. Yeah, like it makes it made me want to go to that. Pl- you know what I mean? Right? Maybe wish go. it was real. I'll go watch fucking Elvis impersonator. You tell me you have like some stand up comedy on Wednesdays, or go see some martial arts in a Chinese restaurant while you're eating. Absolutely, it's like medieval knights, but at a Chinese restaurant with a guy that looks like Bruce Lee. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you know Jerry leaves heartbroken. I, I do want to say before we get any further. Ryan Reynolds, the actor, is doing a magnificent job throughout this movie of taking you down the winding road and stopping every other step to show you what it's like to just get closer to a psychotic episode. Yeah. Because clearly things have been like this for a while with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not this is not new, new business or anything. No, yeah, no. And we see that later on in the film. Okay, so he's still at Shishan. He's depressed. The show is over. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting at the table, and he's got his arms crossed, and there's a goldfish bowl on the table, and there's a goldfish in the bowl. Yeah. And he's talking to the goldfish, and he's like, hey, Jerry, how are you? I wonder if because he's in public, in that one scene, we don't see like the fish CGI talking to him. Yeah. Because he's in a, he's like in a, public a, a more place. public space, uh, and you can tell it's not. The camera's not from his point of view, his visual hallucination. Because hmm. you do see that a lot. So I wonder if what's actually happening is he's not just a little different and talking to the fish for fun. He is actually hallucinating that fish having a conversation with him. Yeah. And he's talking back to it. It's like, oh, yeah, Mr. Fish, I'm great today. It's good, dude. You know? <laughs> like, that's the, the, the kind of voices he's doing. Uh, but they don't show you a CGI talking fish. Right. Maybe it's too expensive. Maybe it's deliberate. Maybe it has no, nothing th- to do with anything, and I'm overanalyzing it, you know? No, I think that's a good observation. Um, I didn't pick up on that, really. 
Yeah. I, that's probably the case, though. There's so many fucking movies out there about schizophrenia, and I think that most of them are good. If you can find another bad one, I'd like to know what it is just to know. Yeah. Uh, they're at least interesting because that stuff is fascinating. Whether it's a good representation or a poor representation, it doesn't mean that it's not interesting. It may not be factually the way things actually work, but that doesn't mean that it's not entertainment. Yeah. It also, you know, that none of Star Wars works. Fight me. Uh, <laughs> we will never do a Star Wars none film. Of it, none of it fucking works. Uh, never say never. If somebody's like, watch a bad space movie. I'll, okay, Star Wars, I'm in. Um, we just lost so many fans. I don't care. You, you know, write me a long letter and, you know, maybe you could talk me into watching them. Just tune into every episode forever to find out. <laughs> but um, as far as, you know, uh, c- continuity goes, as far as things that are, uh, really reflect mental illness in the real world mm-hmm. versus this fictional world where this movie takes place, how accurate of a representation it is to people that experience schizophrenia, I have no fucking clue. Right. It doesn't make it any less interesting. Once I realize somebody's insane in a movie... I, the whole time I'm obsessed you, with like, what are they thinking right yeah. now? I, can, I can't, I can't put myself in their shoes because I don't understand how your, your mind would work like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is such a brilliant representation of it because before we go further in the story, generally speaking, the cat represents self-interest. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's a dick because he's selfish. Yeah. Because he represents self-interest. And the dog tries to represent the desire to be a, a good, a good individual and a meaningful member of society. Yeah. And they go on and on and on. The more voices that accumulate throughout the film, uh, they kind of change their tunes a little bit, and it's it's really fun to watch. Yeah, it's funny that you said that about Mr. Whiskers because the the literally the first thing I wrote down about this film is Mr. Whiskers is a dick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mr. Whiskers is a big dick. Fuck you, Jenny. Whatever he says to him all the time, you fucking pussy. Jerry, Jerry I left the cat, something on the couch for you. Yeah, put me down. I'll shit in your hand. Yeah, Mr. Whiskers the cat, uh, voiced again by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he's got a lot of really great material in this. Let's see here. There's my bit about the talking fish. God, that's genius. Um, the soundtrack to this, uh, the the whole score and the whole soundtrack to the whole movie, don't know any of it. I like all of it. Yeah, it was fine. I like all of it. It just, it, it fits. It's a good, it's a good puzzle piece. It fits right in the spot and, uh, it just, it works really, really well. So I don't know who did audio in this. You got two thumbs up from me. Good job, buddy. Way to look it up. Or lady. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good job. I mean, ladies can be buddies. Ladies can be. (laughs) The composer, let's see here, Olivier Burnett. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. All it's right. The composer. It's, it's good I, job. Good job. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. The The whole score, the whole soundtrack of this movie works really well. I am curious, though. No, never mind. We'll come back to it. So the uh, Fiona, played by Gemma Arterton, uh, she's actually kind of charming when she's wasted. Yeah. She is. Yeah, she is. She's well. That's the, that's, like I said earlier. At first, I was like, "This chick's kind of a bitch." Yeah, and she hops in the truck with him. He's like, oh, "Let me give you a ride. Your car's broke down." She hops in the truck. She gives him a sincere apology yeah. about blowing him off. Oh shit! You didn't get my message. Of, you, like, 
Well, she made it deliberately so we wouldn't get the message, <laughs> which is still right. kind of a bitch move. But she seemed genuinely apologetic about it. Yeah. And then she's like, he's like, oh, how about a hot cocoa? And she's like, well, you know, I do owe you a solid. Let's go to this diner and get some fucking greasy food. And mm-hmm. she just starts acting fun. And gives she's, him yeah, a, she's cool. Gives him a good pound it, you know, that they yeah. explode it real nice. Uh, it's, it's a nice scene. I, I feel like... um the problem therein is is that he is picking up the wrong fucking signals from that. Yeah. Like, big time. Right. Because he can't do social cues at no, all. No, not at all. They're driving down the road, and he, like, looks over at her, and she, like, is looks like an she's angel. She's lit up, yeah. She's lit up like a fucking angel, <laughs> and she's got wings and fucking butterflies flying around her and shit. And what, what is it that they're talking about? I didn't write it down. Oh, no, I did. Yes, I did. I'm sorry. Jerry... Asks her if, I don't know, he he, he uh, tries to do a, Jerry's got a riddle, right? Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. Did you <laughs> did you happen to write down the riddle? No, but I know what it is. Sorry if you're ca- catching some some bumps and stuff here. Look, eventually fucking I'm going to spend. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Don't, don't fucking at me for that, you know? Uh, I'm just a. A dad. I'm just a dad, just a hashtag dad who likes <laughs> movies. Yeah. So, uh, in regards to the riddle, I actually knew this right off, right off the top of my head, which I don't now because I've had a couple of drinks. But he <laughs> asks her, you know, there there are only four angels mentioned in the Bible by name. He gives her three of them and says, "Do you know what the do you know what the last one is?" Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know. And then they hit a deer. They hit a deer. <laughs> But but he does say he does drop her a hint. He goes, "No, you know it. You know his name. You're just forgetting he's an angel." Yeah, uh, which I think is like a self-referential. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's trying to paint a picture of himself that he's really is trying to be a good man. Yeah, he just is fucking insane. He's insane, and that's not indicative of somebody who needs to be in the fabric of society, uh, unsupervised, <laughs> at the very least. So they hit this deer. Great big buck uh, mm-hmm. comes through the window and they're all like, oh, my God. And he's like, Fiona, are you OK? And she's like, oh, yeah, wah. And he looks down at the deer and then the deer's like, Jerry, fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suffering, Jerry. Finish the job. Use your knife. <laughs> so he takes out a knife, which he inexplicably has, had, like- had in his pocket. Big knife. Yeah. Like a kitchen a, knife. So he takes out this big knife and just. Fucking like rips the jugular out of this deer. <laughs> it is spraying blood all over the place. They're sitting in a cab of uh, like a nineties Chevrolet yeah. model pickup truck, I think, and uh, blood spewing all over the place. She is screaming bloody murder, and he's like, "I'm so sorry," just you know, crying and shit. Again, immaculate performance out of Reynolds here because he just fucking hits the crazy switch and and boom, he's on it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, so he's murdering the deer, and he's done. The deer's dead, and they're all covered in blood, and she's still screaming, and she finally stops, and he goes, it's Lucifer. It's Lucifer. <laughs> you're, you're, you're forgetting that you forget that he's an angel. And she's like, what? And she, what the what fuck, the fuck is she just starts screaming, and he's like, no, come here. And she bolts out of the whip, and he starts chasing her. He's still got the knife in his hand, which, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but he's like, uh, like running with it really weird. Like mm-hmm. He's got his arms straight down. And right. the blade straight back, and he's like, the rest of him is full body running, but that one <laughs> arm is like it's holding a, a hundred pound briefcase. It's just <laughs> straight as it can be. He's chasing her. She trips over a root. He trips over the same root, plunges the knife into her, 
Uh, I think it's like a lung lung wound out of the gate because she starts kind of gurgling jer- mm-hmm. and choking on it. Doesn't uh, kill her at first. No. And then he's like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. I suck. I, what did I do? I'm, <laughs> no, I didn't mean to do blah, blah, blah. Are you suffering? <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course she's fucking suffering. Call her an ambulance and flip her over and she might live to tell about it. Yep. Nope. That's nope. not that's he not going to happen. stabs her another 40 or 50 times. <laughs> And then goes home covered in blood. Uh, so, yeah, after he kills her, the camera pans back, and there is an amazing shot. I don't know if you remember this. Oh. Of just the woods. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the whole setting. And mm-hmm. that was great. I, yeah. They, they show you a handful of things in this movie where, like, just give you the widescreen like yeah. not, not a panoramic shot, but they they let you see the surroundings, like the actual backdrop of where the story takes place, and it's really well done. It, yeah, it, you, if you were to take all the stills out of it and just line them up next to one another, it's just like somebody wrote it all down on a board and went, "This is where this scene takes place. This scene mm-hmm. takes place here. This scene takes place here." And although you're usually only seeing fifteen to twenty feet of it. They do give you the look at the whole thing, and the the camera works really nice. It's got a it's yeah. got a good, uh, like I don't know what you call it, like, like a filter or a palette uh, that give like makes all the brights kind of pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's like a low fidelity or something. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, it uh, looks great. Yeah, it is is really well done as far as the camera work is concerned. So that whole wreck and murder scene, holy fucking hell! Just that's when you knew you you got. Now you know what the movie's about. Yep. When you get to this point, you're like, holy oh, fuck. fuck. <laughs> and then he goes home and yep. he's... He, he lives... Uh, so he lives... <laughs> <laughs> he lives on top of a... It's on like top a, of a bowling alley. It's like an abandoned bowling alley, Yeah, though? it's abandoned. Yeah. That would be rad as fuck. Right? Yeah, because it's not noisy, but you can go downstairs and bowl whenever you want. <laughs> right. There's probably like old arcade games that still work. Yeah. yeah. Assuming one lane is still good, go down, have a good time. Get a fucking get a belt sander and a, a bucket of wax one time and make it good. Right. Which now that I am remembering that, it makes sense because in his bedroom, do you remember what he has in his bedroom? Like right next to his bed, it's like a little machine that. Oh yeah. Play, it's it got like a, little little monkeys and stuff in it. And it plays like, a song or whatever. Yeah. And that makes sense. Like, that was probably downstairs, right? Yeah. He probably brought that upstairs. Yeah. See, like, I didn't even think about that. I wonder if he talks to those stuffed animals. Oh, I'm sure he does. Fucking crazy. Fucking Jerry. Motherfucker. Yeah. So, the, the whole wreck scene, murder scene was great. He goes home and he's like, his his cat's trying to talk to him and he's like, shut up. He tells the dog to shut up. And he goes in the shower and he cries for a real long time. Yeah. His shower, his bathroom, and his whole apartment look like they were ripped right out of 1968 and i really dig it it's like it's great i dig the carpet i dig the wallpaper i dig the furniture i just the door to the bedroom yeah it's like a the accordion accor- yeah accordion wood panel door yeah just a neat it's it's, it's a, a good setup it's a neat aesthetic you yeah. know what i mean and that, that's probably about right if you had an abandoned bowling alley in 2014 it's probably been abandoned for 10ish years yeah, but the room on top's longer, good, yeah. so they rent it. You know right, what I mean? Like it, so they probably rent it because they can't make it up the stairs, and they probably can't make it up the stairs because they're old as fuck. So when it got built, it was probably nineteen sixty eight ish. Yeah, uh, it's it's good. It's a good uh, it's a good little slice of slice of life. There. It ma- 
it makes me wonder how he got like you know how he got this room if it was just that simple like this older couple is just renting out the upstairs or did he just take up you know what i mean did Did he he just just move in just moved right (laughs) fucking who knows Okay, so eventually Mr. Whiskers the cat convinces Jerry that he needs to go get the body. Yep, can't leave the body behind. Nope. So he goes out to get the body with an old rug, and there is a really cool like camera shot that's kind of zoomed out of Fiona, uh, again played by Jim Arterton. Uh, it's like a Sleeping Beauty homage. Yes. Because it rained all night. Yep. So it... It like it paled her skin, but mm-hmm. she's still wearing like lipstick. Her hair's still done up, and that most of that you find out later is because of the filter that he sees things through when he's not on his medication. But it it really does look like a Sleeping Beauty homage. She's in a, a lovely white dress. Uh, all the blood is washed away off mm-hmm. of it because it rained all night. All her wounds are all washed her wounds all are, away. Well, they're you know they're just scars, waterlogged. Yeah, yeah, just like uh, they're not red anymore. They're like opaque, kind of fleshy colored. Yeah, and she just looks like a like a little sleeping princess. It's a little sleeping princess. It's a little, a little sleepy, a sleepy princess. At, at first, so that he gets the body, he goes to the hardware store because he's got to get some stuff to chop up a body. <laughs> uh, he's carrying the stuff out to go put it in his truck, and the sheriff stops him. Yep. He's got the dead body in the back of his truck yep. right now. Under his camper shell, which is why I always keep a camper shell <laughs> on my, you know, I keep, all my, keep all my bodies hidden back there. Uh, you gotta keep, keep your affairs in order. So many bad directors back there. <laughs> anyway, I'm just joking. I would never. Um, anyway, uh, so the sheriff comes out and he's talking to me. He's like, hey, hey there, Jerry. Hey, uh, hey there, friend. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to bust you. <laughs> Friendly sheriff. Yeah, so I thought... I I really thought until I watched like 30 more minutes of the movie to figure this out. I thought that Jerry's boss and the sheriff were both played by the same actor. Really? I was like, it's the same fucking guy. It's not. They they do kind of favor each other. But uh, it was something I wrote down. I don't know about all that, Dan. But they look similar. They're, they're balding, older, portly <laughs> white men. Oh, that brings me back to uh, the beginning when he's talking to his boss. Or no, no, he's talking to a coworker, I think. Uh, he's like, I love your hair. In the back. <laughs> In the back. Because you know, he's, he's balding. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> so I have here written the funny therapy session, but I don't recall what it is off the top of my head. Well, something about the... And I, th- I feel like I might have read this after the film. Something about the therapy sessions. He is consistently asked if he has thoughts of suicide. Yeah. And every time it's no. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. Right. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. That's something that, you know, kind of stood out mm. as far as the therapy sessions. That's a it, good That's a good insight, too, because that's she, where he, he makes a, a characteristic turn. He finally is like, yeah, no good to anybody. No good to nobody. Yep. But he, he you know, and she's also asking him if he hears voices. And I love that. Not really. No, no, not really. <laughs> what kind of answer is that? <laughs> when people are talking to me. Yeah, like... A <laughs> She's like, you know, you hesitated there. <laughs> no, did uh, I? <laughs> all right, so he gets done chopping up Fiona into little pieces and putting her in teeny tiny Tupperwares. Like a hundred of them. Yeah, that was odd. He left remains. 
behind. Yeah, what was it? A shoe and like some guts or something? It was like a, yeah, uh, one of her shoes and some guts. I was like, oh fuck, here it's we weird. go. Because when you see like the the Cinderella or the Sleeping Beauty type camera shot, there are no cuts on her big enough to remove organs. Yeah, that. But that's definitely a pile of organs. That was kind of odd. I didn't even really. I guess I didn't pick up on that, but yeah, yeah. there were no wounds that size. No. Yeah. But small oversight or maybe not. Maybe that's something that he the, his crazy filter his like where he doesn't see things that are real. Like you said, we get to uh, his house. You know, he's cutting her up, putting her in Tupperware. That was so fucking strange. Why, yeah. why was it? You know, well, I mean, it, he's a schizophrenic. Like he's in teeny crazy, tiny so. Tupperwares, and you see bits of hand and you know, in separate. Yeah, t- yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of I. I like that this is not an overly gory movie. It's, no. it's really not. No. Uh, probably the goriest thing of the whole thing is when the deer comes through the windshield and it's like, kill me, Jerry. <laughs> that part's a little unsettling. But again, it's not really gory because you can tell it's like a puppet or a robot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's a good practical effect. Right. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's just a lot of fake blood. Yeah. And there's obviously... Obviously, fake body parts in tiny little Tupperware containers. Um, <laughs> so, it's so impractical. <laughs> Just you're making a huge job out of it. But I think I know why he does it. Okay. So, after he gets all, all of his body parts chopped up and put away, mm-hmm. he takes Fiona's head, he puts it in the fridge, and he's having a conversation with the cat and the dog about how, am I a good person? Am I a bad person? Murdering is bad. I, I murdered her. But it was an accident. Maybe I am a good person. Uh, that kind of stuff. It, ultimately, he decides he's going to take the pills. And then the cat tells him, if you take those pills, you'll never get to talk to us again. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're going to go away and they're going to lock you in that, that you know, nut house or whatever. So he's like, oh, I'm not going to take the pills. And then he hears Fiona talking and he opens the fridge. And now you've got CGI uh, Fiona this decapitated head in his yeah. refrigerator. And she's like, take the pills. You murdered me, you cocksucker. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Take them. Take those fucking pills. So he takes the pills. He chugs a bunk- bunch of milk. And she's like, that wasn't so hard, was it? So he closes the fridge and he goes and sits on the couch and he falls asleep. So while he's sleeping, he starts to have fucking crazy dreams about like his abusive childhood and this really creepy like bunny monkey puppet. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a sock puppet. That he used to talk to when he was a kid. Yeah, I guess it was like his friend or... Yeah. Well, in the uh, in the flashback or the dream or whatever, his dad's like shaking him. He's like, it's not real. It's a, it's a fucking sock. Yeah. He's like, I wish you weren't born, you fucking psycho. <laughs> uh, and all this crazy shit. So, you know, de- definitely troubled childhood, which is a very common theme among actual serial killers. Not always, but yeah, oftentimes... Most. Oftentimes there's abusive childhood or they abuse animals, one or the other. Yeah, after he takes the pills mm-hmm. and he wakes up, we get a glimpse of reality, right? Now, now walk me through this because this is your, your first watch. And I remember when I watched this the first time, I had like a guttural physical reaction. Oh, this is... Oh. Yeah, we see what his apartment is really like and it's fucking disgusting. It is gross. This is when I realized, oh, shit. He's super crazy. Well, yes, but 
I realized what his visual his visual perception was. Oh, right. Is that whenever you? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Because we, like I said, we get a good look at his his apartment, and it's fucking disgusting. It's an yeah. apartment of a. This movie seen through the lens of the real world would be way more disturbing and way less charming. Yeah. It would just be gross. The yeah. whole movie would make you feel like you needed a shower. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But because you get it through this like ha 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 this the uh, this <laughs> poppy poppy kind of innocent pop culture look at at the world through his lens, it's not. Things are way more pleasant. And when he's on his meds, there's like dog shit all over the floor. He's bags of trash. Bags of trash piled up to the ceiling, like old Chinese food containers. There's like a hundred pizza boxes with mold all over them and shit. Not to mention his kitchen, where he just cut a woman up and put her in Tupperware. (laughs) And then did a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, didn't do anything about it. You know, just cut her up there and, you know, put the pieces away and and that's it. And it was all already clean. He wipes (laughs) off one, the the lid of of one Tupperware. Uh, Yeah, it just, it's very gross and very disturbing and like the lighting's more realistic and everything about it is just it's a real apartment for a minute yeah for a person who's like a hoarder and can't take care of themselves i don't know i don't know i don't know if that's what it is do you imagine what that sweet ass retro bathroom looked like <laughs> but on the drugs on his when he's on his meds oh uh, yeah that is so gross yeah that weird toilet that's shaped like a seashell <laughs> <laughs> it is like a like a pink seashell toilet it's so weird yeah yeah that was that was pretty shocking to yeah. see um, i have here a gross murder apartment from hell <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he realizes what we the viewer realize he puts all his pills down the garbage disposal and then he goes and makes himself throw up in the yeah, bathroom gets, to, to not have them. Yeah. And uh, then he wakes up, and it's back to it's back to work. Back right? to back to leave it to Beaver. Back to business. Back to back to what, business. So what, I wonder why he just doesn't. I don't know. Clean his apartment. Well, like not murder people. Not all of the above. Try a different medication. I don't know that there's a way that you can properly take care of yourself without looking at the reality of your situation. Yeah. I don't know there's a way that you can effectively do it without help. Uh, that being said, if you ever do have any uh, unstable mental thoughts or you feel like you need to talk to somebody, go talk to somebody. Mental oh, illness sure. is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, we're not we're not downplaying it. We're not joking no, about no, no, it. No, 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 no. We're talking about a work of fiction and how fucking crazy Ryan Reynolds is. And <laughs> I also mean like crazy sexy and crazy good actor. <laughs> That's what Carrie said. He's, yeah, no, he's a handsome man. I don't live under any disillusions. Got a little jealous. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. N- nothing wrong with that. He's got great hair. It's so versatile. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he wakes up the next day. He's puked up his pills. It's back to fucking leave it to Beaver, Opie. Hey. He's fucking full tilt insane now. <laughs> There's my favorite bit. He's like eating cereal. He's feeding the severed head cereal because <laughs> he looks in the fridge when he's on his meds and he's like, oh, cause it looks like a severed fucking human head that sat out in the rain all night. And then you cut it off the body and put it in your refrigerator. It looks disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, that, oh, you, those dirty pills had me looking like a sodding jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> <laughs> and she, it's so funny. <laughs> she's like, 
you know, Top she's of the not... morning, governor. <laughs> she just says like extra British shit. Yeah. Like British cartoon stuff. Yeah. But it's funny, you know, she's not I mean, obviously it's because of what he's seeing. You know, she's not mad or but she she wants a friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the first thing she gets. You know what? You should give me a friend. It's really lonely in that refrigerator. Kill somebody else? Yeah, but like... <laughs> there's the idea, or whatever she says to him. Uh, so they're they're having a good breakfast. Uh, they sit down to watch a little TV. Uh, no, he goes to work that day, and they're like, oh, have you seen uh, Fiona? And he's like, no, no, going to miss her. Yeah. And they're like, what? You know, <laughs> she probably went back to her country. That's yeah. why her car is probably still here. She doesn't need it in England. Right. And they're like, fucking what weird, the fuck you, weird guy, Jerry. <laughs> like, nobody pays any attention. They're like, God, you're fucking strange. Uh <laughs> And that's it. So he goes back home and he's watching he's watching National Geographic with the dog and the cat. <laughs> this might be my favorite bit from the whole movie because the the Scottish accent foul mouthed cat that wants him to murder people. He he's he's the represents representation of what it's like to have no impulse control. Mm-hmm. He's just the one that just does it. You want to do a thing? Do just it. Just fucking do just it. Just fucking do it. So they're watching it, and it's like, I don't know, t- two zebras having sex. And he's like, oh, fuck. And he switches it, and it's like uh, two crocodiles having sex. He's like, oh, hell, this is better. <laughs> he switches it again. It's like two gazelles or something. He's like, oh, this is even fucking better. <laughs> and then he changes the channel again, and Jerry's like laughing. He's like snickering at it. Yeah. And then he switches it to two lions fucking, and he's like, Jerry, you've got to change the channel before I fucking explode. <laughs> So, if you're crazy and like Opie in this universe, you can just have your projection of your cat be like the dirty, perverted, fucking hilarious member of the trio. Yeah. Because, man, that cat is, he's spitting bars. Is that, is that what it means to make jokes in a movie? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. At me. At, at me, and it's just it's just two movies. Uh, it's just two movies at gmail.com or it's just two movies on the gram because <laughs> you need a soundboard. <laughs> Why? I need a soundboard. <laughs> Perfect. Got it. Got him. That's the ninja ninja knife throw. <laughs> <laughs> So it shows you another flashback. He eventually is going to take Anna Kendrick on a date. Is it Lisa? Yeah. So I thought this was kind of a little rushed, but I mean, it is what it is. It's a film. Um, what is it? Hour, hour 35, something like that. Yeah. But it, like, he just like wanders upstairs and starts talking to Lisa. Yep. And they she's just, way into it. But yeah. The, and that, I guess that is a thing. Like she, she's already into him. So. I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, like, she, onto uh, the next one or whatever. She leans into it pretty hard. Yeah, you know for sure. Which is fine for a character because we don't have any background for her. Maybe that's normal for her. You know what I mean? Well, I think she says at one point, I normally I don't. Normally don't do I this. Normally don't do this. You know? I don't buy it because why would I do, you do it? Because Anna, Ken- Anna Kendrick is sweet, Daniel. Yeah. And I think she's a nice lady. Well, she's probably a pretty nice lady. <laughs> she's very cutesy. Yeah. She's got a good mouth. <laughs> sorry i said it just you know yeah i'm not wrong 
him and Anna Kendrick go on a date. They have like one drink and she's like, ha you want to meet my cat? And he's like, mm-hmm. And she's like, right now? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Take me Let's to your place. Do it. So they get in the car. He's like, no, we're taking a detour because he's driving again. Yeah. And this... he takes her to his childhood home and he but... starts having flashbacks when they get there. Well, yeah, but like this whole scene, like before they get to the house was, I really loved it. It was a little unsettling, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, a, no, my house is this way. Mm-hmm. And he just drives, he just turns down this pretty creepy dark road yeah. where limbs are hitting his truck. Like, it's not even, yeah, I thought that was a little unsettling, but I liked it. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, what's about to happen? Like, are we already, are we, are we, are we doing this? It's not unsettling to him because he's fucking insane. Right. So, yeah, they get there. It's like his childhood home. He's mm-hmm. telling her, like, oh, you know, I know I didn't have any friends. And, yeah, kids are mean. I, I used to pretend the stars are my friends. And that's my favorite window. And they go in the house, and he starts having flashbacks and stuff. And this is where you see the scene where they tell you all about why he is weird the way that he is. Shows the flashback of him talking to his mom. Mm-hmm. And she's like, they're coming for me, Jerry. They're coming for me. And then she sees lights in the window. She's like, I know you hear voices too. Don't ever tell anybody. They'll try to lock you up. It's fine. The voices are, they're angels. You can see, hear things nobody else can hear. Yeah. Uh, Being a hereditary thing. Mom, when the cops are coming, she like smashes a mirror or a glass or something. And she attempts to cut her own jugular and she can't do it. And like the cops are there and Jerry's crying and mom's crying. And she's like, finish it, Jerry. And she grabs a little doily off the counter and wraps a piece of glass in it. And you don't see anymore, but presumably he has to murder. He like has to mercy kill his mother. Yeah. So this was, that was, that was fucking heavy, dude. And when I saw her try to kill herself in front of her son, I was like, you know, you see that and you're like, what the fuck? And then you see... (laughs) <laughs> that he had to kill her, and it's like, what the double? What the fuck? Yeah, dude? To double. Like, take that last. That, what the fuck? That was yeah. That was Square. heavy, man. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really was. Kind of hard scene to watch, uh, and it's so fucking sad. You kind of start to feel sorry for the oh, guy. Yeah, all over again. Yeah, no one should have to do that. That is terrible. Even especially if you share the exact same hereditary condition. Not to say that it's always hereditary. I don't know know what brings schizophrenia on. I'm not going to pretend that I do. From what I've seen, it is hereditary. It's it's more common if someone in your family has it. I do know that. But if you share the same affliction as a a parental unit, good God, man, to have to like mercy kill one of your parents. Yeah. The whole scene's really well done. That's why it's so fucking sad and hard to watch is because it's, it's done great. Yeah. When they event like and right after this, do they kiss right there? I can't remember. Yeah, I think, Anna, yeah, Anna they, Kendrick kisses him, and she's like, "Let's go to my let's place." Go, let's go. So before they leave, I fucking love this just little tidbit, um, and I'm sure you picked up on this. You know, she asks Jerry to take her home, mm-hmm. and they're leaving the house, and he swiftly puts his knife. Yeah, and just he had it the whole time. Just, he, ha- he has his knife on him the whole time, yeah. just like the first murder yeah and he just swiftly puts his knife on this you know counter or shelf or whatever Mm -hmm. i don't know i just like yeah he's like maybe maybe i'm not gonna kill you yeah and then he goes back to anna kendrick's apartment and beats that pussy up (laughs) (laughs) 
you kind of feel like after he gets laid the next day, they're they're smiling at each other and they're both just infatuated and he's having coffee. You're like, maybe he's going to turn a new leaf. Yeah. Maybe that's you the direction that. this is going. Maybe it's like a Bonnie and Clyde and then he never murdered anyone again. Yeah. Sadly, not the case. That is not uh, the case. And I was really bummed because. That would have also made for a cute movie. Right. Like a cute, disturbing movie. What a, what a meat cute. He gets back to his apartment the following evening. No, pretty much nothing eventful happens that day. He's back at his apartment, and he's watching the news. Well, we have to explain what happened to Lisa, right? Lisa's like, hi, I love you. I'll walk to work. I'll see you there. Come make out with me in the in Oh, the that's closet. right. Sorry. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a little later. Yeah. So, really, the, the next day at work scene is not very eventful. The only key thing that happens the following day is another lady that works in the office with Anna Kendrick catches her and Ryan Reynolds making out. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'll just, I'll make copies later. So she knows that Anna Kendrick is running around with uh, Jerry, Jerry Ryan, yeah. Ryan Reynolds' oh, yeah. character. Th- that evening, he's back at his apartment. He's feeding his, an- he fed his animals and he's sitting down and he's watching TV. And they're talking about how they found parts of Fiona's body uh, out in the woods. Mm-hmm. And there's a really quick clip of him holding uh, like a frozen TV dinner and eating the peas out of it. And I think it's all still frozen. Oh, yeah. I think he's eating frozen peas and the whole dish yeah. is no, I still think frozen. I think you're right. Does he just eat a frozen TV? Look, I'm not eating a fucking frozen TV dinner <laughs> hot. <laughs> I haven't done fucking- that in years. Jesus, they're so nasty. I mean, look. The Salisbury steak, all right. But everything else, it's everything else that's in it is <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, but I think he's just eating it like No, like I think you're frozen. right. Like I I don't know that I Because they actually... make a noise. They're like they're still hard when he digs into them and he's get one at a time. And I think you can just barely hear him crunch into it. Please don't so crunch. Weird. Yeah, he's just eating a frozen TV dinner frozen. What a fucking psychopath. It's <laughs> way more disturbing than any of these murders. <laughs> The con- all the, all of the conversations with the pets. His, his pets are just phenomenal. His dog as like the good angel, quote unquote, you yeah. know, on, on the shoulder of of his character. The good and the bad, the good mm-hmm. versus evil, the angel and the devil. Yeah. Uh, the the cat has an amazing line where he says, uh, "The devil, the devil's advocate." <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I didn't pick up on that. Oh, you didn't? Uh-uh, no, oh, no, I missed man. that one. I must have been writing something down. Uh, to play the, the devil's the cat, the cat fucking cracks me up. It's about this point in the movie, before things get real buck nasty, mm-hmm. uh, my, my daughter walked in the room, and she's like, what are you watching? Oh. And I briefly told her, I was like, this guy's crazy. He thinks his animals are talking to him, and they talk him into killing people. And she's like, huh. And she stands there and she watches it for a couple of seconds. And I was like, this is not appropriate for you. And she's like, okay. She goes near the room and she's like, that cat looks like Butters, by the way. Which we have a cat named Butters and he looks just like Mr. Whiskers. Yeah. Which is just an orange and white cat. It's nothing right, special. It's not special, but yeah. He does look like him. And, and, and that's fun. That's if, you, if you have an orange and white cat, now you can picture him Scottish every time you see him. You go, oh, you fucking pussy. <laughs> oh, you cunt. Just a Scottish Whatever he says. asshole. He does call him a cunt a lot, doesn't he? I, I don't remember what exactly he says. It's it's funny shit, though. Lisa 
played by Anna Kendrick, mm. illegally, by the way, might I point out, gets Jerry's address from payroll from another co-worker, goes to his house to deliver him a cake. He fucking freaks out, and so does the dog, Bosco. He's Bosco. like, intruder, I'll take a bullet for you, Jerry. <laughs> he says, just hilarious shit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he comes to the door. It's real awkward. I'm not going to go into any more depth about the scene. But essentially, he's like, uh, oh, thanks for the cake. And he sneaks back in, but he's he's locked himself outside his apartment. So he's going to go through the skylight in the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, okay, bu- bye-bye, bye-bye, have a nice time. She can hear him banging around up there. Clearly, he's not getting in. So she pulls a bobby pin out of her hair and unlocks the door. She's like, Jerry, I got the door open. Which is kind of fucked up, right? This is super fucked up. I don't think she would have ever entered the apartment, though, if it weren't for the dog. Because she was trying to prevent the dog from getting outside, which is why she kind of went in to put the dog back in the room that he was in. Yeah. And that's the time she actually took a look around the room. I don't know how you wouldn't open the door and smell it and go and just fucking close it and go, I'm out. Yeah. I don't know. See you at work, Jerry Bear. The dog's, you know, the dog's pretty, uh, it's a pretty big fucking dog. Pretty big fucking dog. It's Anna Kendrick is a small person. It's certainly larger than Anna Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I know what you mean. I'm thinking like, shit's bigger than Anna Kendrick. Have you? Not as good looking, but... Oh, I... What if I did? <laughs> <laughs> i just take a gorgeous shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, she, uh, she gets a good look at the apartment. Sure does. Needless to say, he wants to go. Jerry's not happy. She saw Fiona's severed head... And he doesn't want her to leave. A small struggle ensues. He throws her across the room. She breaks her neck and has a, uh, what do you call that? Yeah, like a, a, a brain bleed? Yeah. I, I yeah. Think so, she has yeah. An internal bleeding in her brain. Uh, and you, you watch her. Yeah, because don't you see it in her, do you see it in her eyes? It fills up. Yeah, it fills up yeah. in her eyes. Man, that's fucking sad. Like, yeah, it is sad. It was like, because he throws her down onto his bed, mm-hmm. but there's like a, a piece of his bed, like the headboard. It's there's yeah. not really a headboard. Yeah, but it's, it's like a little tiny bookshelf. Whatever it is, yeah. right? She just like snaps her neck. I right get the, or, right in the fucking sweet spot. Yeah. How hard would you accidentally throw Anna Kendrick? What she weigh seventy fucking pounds? <laughs> I feel like I go to give her a high five and dislocate her shoulder. You know what I mean? Uh, she's so fucking tiny. Um. So yeah, he inadvertently kills Anna Kendrick. He cries about it a lot. And then he Jerry's chops, a bit of a crier. Yeah, he's a bit of a crier. He chops her up and puts her head in the fridge. Yeah. However, there is one thing I do want to say about this scene when he's like, he's drinking like booze and he's yeah. with his little machine that's in the bedroom. He's listening to the little monkeys play and he's talking to the dog and he's talking to the cat and he's drunk as fuck and he's wearing tidy whities <laughs> and he's still got his cell phone like belt clip <laughs> on his tidy whities. Listen, folks, I don't know if you know how irresponsible that is, but there is a fabric out there three times softer than cotton that's a renewable material called micromodal. (laughs) 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 It's it's just to the number two movies at gmail.com. MeUndies looking at you. Uh, so the dog flips out and it's, it's great. He's like, I, you know, remember last week, Jerry, when I said that you're a good boy and that (laughs) that sometimes people make mistakes, but you're definitely a good boy. Yep. He's like, yeah, Bosco, I remember that. And he's like, I've officially changed my position. (laughs) 
Uh, it's just good, good, funny stuff. When he's got the, the heads in the fridge. Yeah. I keep waiting for them to like bust out in a quartet. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a Opens quartet because the, there's three of them, but you right. know what I mean? Opens the fridge. Just yeah. busts out. I keep waiting for him to sing, uh, like, like the heads from Queen. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the prayer that Jerry says <laughs> fucking cracks me He's up. so drunk, man. He's so super drunk. So he gets um the the other girl that worked with uh Anna Kendrick. Her name is Ella Smith. Also worked in accounting. I don't know her character's name in the Allison. Movie. Allison, thank you. Yep. Uh, Allison goes to check on Lisa, and she gets murdered. We we kind of speed through it's, that real it's, quick. It's like immediately, like right, like yeah. And then hey, Jerry, <laughs> just want to talk to you for and the and next, then it's a head. In it's the a head in the fridge. <laughs> Boom. I love it. And the cat keeps egging him on. He's like, come on, the first five are the hottest. (laughs) Yeah, so no, it's it's great. Um, I so then two of the other like factory co-workers, the guys from the uh, company picnic planning meeting, go to check on Allison. And I really like the guy who plays John, uh, which is Adi Shankar. 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 I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I really like his character. He's the like Middle Eastern uh, yeah. type of fellow. Mm. He's got really like dry humor and he fucking burns Jerry like five or six times in the movie. <laughs> he's really funny. Um, I looked up some stuff with him. He's he's done some interesting things. Yeah. He did a uh, like, like a Punisher short film called Dirty Laundry Weird. or something like that. Yeah, I plan on watching it. Actually, it sounds pretty cool. These these other guys come to come to look in and bust him. Yeah. And the guy breaks in and he sees it and he's like, holy fuck, but Jerry's not there. Where's Jerry Jerry at? He's at his therapist. Mm-hmm. And he's freaking out and he confesses to her, I killed three people. And she's trying to text somebody. He she's smashes trying to get her help, phone. Yeah. yeah, he smashes her phone, wraps her up, kidnaps her. I kind of would have looked like to have seen the removal scene, like of him extracting her from that place of business. Yeah, because you... you Unnoticed and fine. Right. I can let that go. Like, though. do you assume that... She's a psychiatrist, or was he a psychiatrist or a? S- I think she's a therapist. Psychotherapist. I, I think he said she's a court-appointed therapist. Okay, um, could be wrong. Yeah, but, but if even if you like, you assume that she just has her own office by herself, no secretary, whatever. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, you just see her from the office building to the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so he gets her out of the truck. Puts her on the hood of the truck. They're in the middle of a fucking field. He takes the tape off her mouth and says, listen, we're going to get on the fast track to mental health. <laughs> Beer's my know. therapy. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. It's way, it's way cheaper. No, I just. <laughs> I'm making the, uh, the the Leonardo DiCaprio meme right now. <laughs> I'm holding the highball glass, making the smug face. So he's talking to his therapist and. He's like, oh, all these feelings. And she's like, yeah, everybody has feelings like that, Jerry, but you don't have to act on those feelings. And he's like, you don't have to, you don't have to act on those feelings? Like, it just is blowing his mind. Right. So he tapes her, tapes her mouth back up. He takes her back to his apartment where those other guys have left to call the cops. He's got her on the couch, takes her tape off her mouth again. She's like, don't kill me, Jerry. Please, Jerry, no. We're going to fast forward through this here in one second because mm-hmm. we're right at the end of the movie. He takes Fiona's head out and puts it on the table. He's like, oh, somebody to keep you company. Puts the severed head down. And from the doctor's perspective, 
uh, his uh, psychiatrist played by Jackie Weaver, who's delightful. Yeah. Uh, she's a lot of fun. She sees the severed head and starts screaming. And Jerry looks at the severed head of Fiona and it starts screaming. And then the cat starts Dude, screaming. The cat scream. And they're all screaming at the same time, but the cat has this like gorgeous opera. Opera scream, <laughs> like, yep. Very uh very like brassy uh timber in his voice. That's <laughs> uh, so uh, beautiful. And they're all screaming, and he's like, Everybody shut up. <laughs> uh it was just a it was just a fun little scene there. Yeah, I, um, I, I had to write that down. Uh literally all I wrote was Mr. Whiskers scream. The cops show up. The doctor's not dead. There's a bunch of severed heads in his place. There's trash everywhere and blood all over the fucking place. Disgusting when the cops break in. He goes to escape through a vent in the bathroom where he kicks a gas line. Now, does he do that intentionally? I don't think so. Are you sure? Because I, I, I'm not sure, but yeah, I didn't watch it like pow, right. you know, like uh, stopped and looked at it and took a took a gauge on it and kicked it. He just kind of kicked it as he was going down. Yeah. Um, so I think it's accidental, but the the cops get in. They they go to rescue the doctor, and she's like, "I can smell gas." About that time, there's just an arc in the gas line. Yeah, and uh, and the Fucking whole place blows. Some people die. <laughs> so his body count goes from three to like thirteen. <laughs> yeah, real fucking fast. Uh, he's crawling down to the actual bowling alley, like where the ball return is and shit. The the place is on fire, and he has one last minute inner monologue with the voice of the cat and the voice of the dog. Mm-hmm. And the dog's telling him, just lay down and let the fire put you to sleep. Just let it go. Just and the cat's go, telling yeah. him, get the fuck out of here and let's go murder a bunch more people. <laughs> so he does eventually just lay down and go to sleep, uh, you know, which is him dying. And then we go into the fucking outro for the movie. Where they have this weird song, play a happy song. Could you look at, was, I wonder if this song was written specifically for this movie. Because there's a bit in the song where it goes something very similar to. Now, don't fucking quote me, but it is so close to this. Music, 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 happy music. Like, those are the fucking lyrics to the song. Somebody just ran out of gas and they're like, just fucking write down music 14 times. Who fucking cares? But it's like a really charming, uh, like kind of dancing exit with him. The three women that he killed. Yeah. His his mother. His dad and Jesus. (laughs) I know when they showed Jesus up. Yeah, he's like, Oh hey Jesus. And Jesus like, hey Jerry. He's like, My pets okay? They're gonna be just Just fine. fine. (laughs) It's real weird. And then he gets on like a forklift from the bathtub factory and Jesus raises the forklift, presumably all the way to heaven. Uh it's a really bizarre outro, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked the pageantry of it was fun. Yeah, yeah, and and that's about all I've got on it all the way through. Would you give me a thumbs? Oh, give me man. a one out of ten thumbs. If you were all thumbs and couldn't yeah. hold on to shit, yeah, how many thumbs would you have to get cut off <laughs> to make this movie? have been profitable so we can get more of this. <laughs> get I that guess. money yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, how many thumbs you got? Um I think I'm gonna go a solid eight. Doing eight thumbs. thumbs? Okay. Okay. That's that's pretty resounding. Because I really like this film. I went into it thinking I don't think I'm gonna like this. Not sure what it is. Yeah. 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 And honestly, 
I thoroughly enjoyed this film. We're going to do another one that you're going to think the exact same thing. And it's it's one of my favorite movies. You're going to watch it all the way to the end. And you're going to be fucking crying laughing. <laughs> I, I'm very excited. We'll, we'll do it sometime in the next month or two. Because right. uh, we got a pretty short list of episodes to start out. But um, what about you? What would you? Oh, I'm going hard nine five nine five hard nine five. This is my third watch of this movie. This fucking thing stands up. I saw yeah. it about a year after it came out. I saw it lackadaisically a couple of years later. I'll, and honestly, my second watch through it, I had probably had a handful of beers and probably didn't finish the movie. You know what I mean? I probably watched two thirds of it and like fell asleep, fell asleep, fell asleep right. on the couch or something. Who knows? So on my third watch, this whole thing stands up. Cognitively, it's good. Yeah. The only major hole that I can punch in it is when he extracts the doctor wrapped up in tape, tossed over his shoulder, how he gets her from her office to his to truck f- without getting attacked or arrested. In the middle or, of the day. I'd like to seen it. You could have yeah. just showed it to me. Right. But it, it also doesn't really hurt anything. You're just kind of bypassing it. It's, it's fine. Yeah. At the end of it's, the day, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, nah, it's fine. And that's... That's the thing. Like I was very, I told you before the episode, I was very um, hesitant to give it a an official rating. Like I, I almost wanted to give it a better. Like you know, I say eight out of ten, but at the same time, I was like, does it deserve better than that? And I think it does. I like the, I like their their little things in it, like the goldfish scene mm-hmm. when he's at Shishan. That little goldfish scene of him talking to the goldfish. I was like, this is fucking. It's this is attention to detail. Yeah. Which is what I like. Now comes the most important time of the evening where we're going to shut this shit down. Shut it down. Going to go have a couple of drinks and we're going to watch another movie about schizophrenia. Uh, there's a, a list longer than 20 dicks. Yeah. Like good sized dicks. Not like my dick. <laughs> Not like, like real good sized, like healthy uh, flaccid peni. 20 flaccid penis list. Of movies about schizophrenia. And I'm talking like 7.5 font list on 20 good soft dicks. Damn. It's a long list of movies about schizophrenia. A good portion of which I'd already seen. And I I liked. I I liked them. I just like movies about that stuff. They generally interest me. We just kind of dug through them and picked ones that didn't have the greatest reviews. We wound up with a movie called In Dreams. Uh, we're going to throw it a quick break to our sponsors, real time. We're going to go watch In Dreams and have a couple of drinks, and we'll come back and talk to you about it. Mm. Okay, stay um. tuned. Shopping for a new car? Other things you'd rather be doing, right? Tired of haggling with salesmen? Not sure if you're really getting the best deal? Introducing Carjacking. No, it's not some new internet fad. It's car shopping the old-fashioned way. Get your new car and don't like it? Simply abandon it in an alleyway. No waiting for a refund. No hassle. And that's the theft promise. Hurry now. Run down to your nearest parking lot and pick out your new vehicle. Some keys may be required for drive-off guarantee. Quit waiting. Just steal that shit. It's Just Two Movies does not endorse theft of any kind. So, no, a guy in a minivan rolls up to a little kid yeah. and he says, Hey, kid, 
you want a piece of candy? And the kid says, listen, mister, for the whole bag, I'll suck your dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the funniest (laughs) jokes you've ever told. Okay. (laughs) So... Uh, we just wrapped up in dreams. Uh, wow. Will you read to me all the notes you took about? <laughs> it just says no. About, about <laughs> who's in this? Does it really? No. Again? Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> in dreams, a suburban housewife learns that she has a dream world connection to a serial murderer Ooh. and must stop him from killing again. Oh, who who plays this this mystery lady? Oh. Annette Benning. Annette Benning. And who's the the mystery man? <laughs> the dream dream murder man. None other than Robert Downey Jr. Fire, right, what else you got on this fucking thing? Uh, it's not a good movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I've got. Um this uh no. What I have is this movie is actually about a, a little startup company called Apple. <laughs> so it started in a garage uh, of an apple cellar, an apple apple orchard barn full of apples. Yep, so they have fucking silos full of apples. We're getting we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but uh, in all honesty, I'm going to sprint through this movie pretty fucking fast here. I'm just going to go through five of my notes. Five? Yeah. And then you tell me what you think. No, go through all the notes. I hate this opening scene way too long. <laughs> That's note one. Uh, well, my the first thing I I put is I hate the font. Yeah, the font's it turns real out bad. It's the, real edge lordy. Like, yeah, it, but it turns out the font is the serial killer's handwriting. Right. Oh, wow. Big, big Whoa. shocker. Look out for that. Ah. Ah. There's a, do you remember what the, the, uh, the text at the beginning of the film said, remember there were like, it was about a, a town. They flooded a town for an irrigation, something or other, making a canal, something. There was a deep diving scene at the very beginning that was it took forever. Was, five minutes too long. It was, uh, it was brutally long and very uninteresting, and I so, don't know. I don't know that it was even relevant. Yeah. So, in your own words, how would you describe this film? I can do it in one word. Yeah. Convoluted. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of movies about. Oh, I'm a psychic lady. Yeah. But this is, I'm a psychic lady, and I can only, like, psychic one person, and that person is schizophrenic. You know what I think it really lacks? A director. Direction. I was going to say, I was literally going to say direction. Yeah, it It, uh, it, suffers from needing a punch-up, like, trimming a little fat, you know what I mean? Uh, and just having a director to tell everybody, okay, dial it back a little bit. You're at like a 14. I need, need you at like a nine. Yeah, like an eight or a nine. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's weird because like, I don't know a lot about Annette Benning, and I could be completely off here, but I feel like she's a pretty good actress. Um, I'm going to see what she's in. Well, like I told you earlier, she's in American Beauty, which is 
we've neither of us have seen. No, never seen it. We're gonna get shit for that probably. Don't at me for that. It's a it's a movie about a, a pedophile. Oh, she's in Captain Marvel. I, I, I haven't seen that though. I haven't uh, seen Captain Marvel. She's in Cap. What is she doing, Captain Marvel? Doctor Wendy Lawson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's known the for Twentieth Century Woman. Never seen it. Nope. She's known for The Kids Are All Right. That's the thing is like all these other movies have pretty damn good reviews. The American President. I haven't seen any of these movies. Hope Gap. The Face of Love. Oh shit! She's in the Siege with Denzel Washington. Oh. Yes, what's up? All right. Okay. Regarding Henry with Harrison Ford. Johnny Collins with Al Pacino. So anyways. um, She's in Mars Attacks. (laughs) (laughs) How about this Robert Downey Jr. character? Do you know much about him? Is he in anything? The the actor, Robert Downey Jr.? (laughs) I've never heard of him. Let me give him a... (laughs) The actor? All right, so note two on my list... Dreams, blah, 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 blah. It's a little on the nose, isn't it? You know? like. Then I've got here the Fly Girl C-475 Sweet Model Airplane. (laughs) That the daughter's playing with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, next note I have is husband is post-coital Stallone in second to last Rambo. Uh, <laughs> and my, my note for that is husband is Rocky. <laughs> that's all it says. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, he, that's pretty solid though. I mean, that's, he's like, uh, what's his wife's name? Claire. Claire. Well, his name's Claire. And he's like, Ugh. like Ugh. it's just a, uh, one of my notes says <laughs> mom has weird dreams and <laughs> She sketches, like, I guess she sketches her dreams out in the beginning, mm. but then she never does that throughout the again rest of the throughout movie. the rest of the yeah, film. It seems like a healthy outlet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, I don't know. Uh, expressing yourself through art and then having two people that don't know shit about it tear it down on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the husband goes and talks to a detective about his wife's dreams. Yeah. Uh... And I have here the detective talks to him like a Boston newsie. Yeah, he and it's like he was the only one. That okay, had. yeah, extra, extra. <laughs> I get it. Listen here, fifteen cents. You know, you, you know he what I mean. The only person yeah. in the film that had an. Come on, accent. I give you a shoe shine. Ten cents, five cents a shoe. Come on, get the fuck out of here. Looks <laughs> like I got a mouth to feed. Move it along. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, uh, yeah. So detective guy, real condescending. There's a weird sex scene with some psychic stuff. Yeah, psychic sex. Yeah. But also real sex with her husband. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. neat. Yeah. There was a... Uh, yes. <laughs> there was... I don't know. There's a lot of real close-ups of touching. Like, not yeah. touching anything provocative. Just like... And just hands. Hand on an arm. <laughs> hand on a shoulder. A lot of, lot of hand... Mm-hmm. Uh, hands on hands? Hands on hands. We can't let the kids see that shit. <laughs> so there's a bit where they do. It's like the her kids having a play, or somebody's kids mm, having a play. Yeah, she, she did a children's play. Yeah, it's the daughter. And the acting in the play is fucking terrible. <laughs> the acting in the play is better than the acting in the movie, though. M- most of it is. Yeah, you're not uh, this. 
somebody just needed to do a retake of most of this movie and go, uh, okay, now let off the gas. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Just yep. say the thing. You just don't ease have it to, up. Yeah. Just ease like back a little bit. Like you're throwing it away, like you're ordering chicken nuggets. It's not a big <laughs> deal. Just take two of the nuggets. It doesn't make it acting just because you can scream it. Right. Yeah, they've got a, there's a nice classic 90s orchestra score. <laughs> Kid goes missing, and medics come out of nowhere and sedate mother. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is probably all in the first ten minutes. <laughs> well, it's crazy because, like, their daughter, you know, they're at this deep diving scene. It's their daughter, and the husband shows up. He's a pilot, and he's just suddenly in town. Mm-hmm. He shows up in his car. She leaves in his car. Right. She's like, I'm fucking out. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. And this is, is this when she goes and drives it off a bridge? Yeah. Yeah. She- <laughs> so she just takes the car and she just bolts. She's out. And the the detective gets in the car, the same guy that's like, extra, extra. <laughs> Read all about it. This Sunday post. Mother goes crazy. And he's like, Claire, what are you doing over there? Slow down the car. <laughs> And uh, she's, you know, she's just hauling ass, takes it clean off a bridge, and there's kind of a real uncomfortable uh, CGI moment with the car falling off the bridge. But this movie came out when? 1999. 1999. Uh, And it's 99 minutes long, but it feels like it's 999 minutes long. So that checks all the boxes. It is 90 minutes too long. I don't think you can say this movie is too long if anything, it's too short, and that's unless you're going to change the story, because the story is so fucking insane and convoluted that yeah. it takes you that amount of time to tell this story because it's not a good story. Right, and like I was telling you earlier, it's apparently based, quote-unquote, <laughs> incredibly loosely based on a novel. Loosely goosely. Loosely goosely based on a novel where it shares nothing. The only thing it shares, apparently, I don't know, I haven't read the novel, is that it's about a crazy woman. Mm. All right. I've got here, there's an apple scene. (laughs) Listen, if you're a physician or someone you love is a physician, make sure they don't watch this film. It'll be appalling at the amount of apples. (laughs) (laughs) What is it with the apples? Is there some sort of significance there? It's a song. It's a song that Robert Downey Jr.'s psychotic mother used to sing to him when he was a baby before he developed split personalities, one of them being his mother, which caused him to be a dreamer. But he's also schizophrenic, and then he went for several years being a dreamer, and then he kills a kid because he wants a family, and then he's like, oops, a daisy, and then he finds another dreamer kid, kidnaps them, <laughs> and then he, like, dream incepts Claire and gets her to come find him so she can be, like, the mommy because he's schizophrenic and he needs his mommy very, like, Norman Bates style. Damn. And that's the convoluted story that this fucking movie is about. Um, that was solid. I mean, you fucking... Yeah. You did it right yeah. there. I didn't watch the first 40 minutes of this. <laughs> I know. You were in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was 
making drinks, having a having a little appetizer. I was making notes, but uh, what else you got on it? I picked up the whole plot of the movie in five minutes. <laughs> I can see that when Robert Downey Jr.'s like, "Listen, if you missed all that up top, here's what's going on," <laughs> and then he says verbatim everything I just said. <laughs> I guess I missed that. <laughs> it's would would not be hard to do. Oh, here's man. what else I got. Uh, this movie is less than flattering camera work. Oh my god! Uh, the doctor looks like a uh, Chong from Cheech and Chong ripoff. I thought somebody was gonna fall down the stairs in the house like Chekhov's gun. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you have a gun in the first act, it has to go off in the second act. Yeah. The uh, nope, nope, nope. The, just the a- important stair shot. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. It felt. Super deliberate. Yeah. To what just was, be a throwaway. So back to the apples. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, they looked like Honeycrisp, but I don't know. Ooh, dude, I love Honeycrisp. We got some in the kitchen. Dead to real. We got Honeycrisp. No, we got Evercrisp. And we got... Uh, Evercrisp? Uh, it's a Honeycrisp Fuji, Knockoff. Fuji crossover. Uh no, seriously though. Back to the apple scene in the kitchen. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, uh, she puts a bunch of apples in the sink. Then she turns on the garbage disposal, and then a bunch of apple sauce comes out of everything, <laughs> like out of the cabinets and out of the sinks and shit. It's just apple sauce everywhere. And then the phone. <laughs> and then the phone rings. It's like a stand-up cordless phone. Uh, okay, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're 18, there used to be phones that were on cords. They were attached to the house. And then they made those phones where just the charging station, pretty much, was attached to the house. And then it had no cord, and you could walk around the house with it until it cut out. So... (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, so so the, the cordless phone, it rings... And she's like, Jesus. she's like freaking out. She's like backing, backing away towards the door and the phone rings. And she just cold cocks that fucking phone. She slaps it so hard. I mean, she probably should have just answered it. Though. You <laughs> what know, if it was I mean? important. Yeah, yeah, right. It could be jury duty. <laughs> and your, your husband could have got hurt at work. You know, she's, it could be. She's in big trouble. Could be the tax man, you know. Whew. She spends a lot of time in um, mental health hospitals yeah yep yep and her portrayal of a crazy person Mm -hmm. is at about 150 percent. do you know why that is why it's because she looks like tom cruise in top gun (laughs) (laughs) i mean just the the vibe not to say that she physically looks like tom cruise in top gun i mean like if you took maverick from Mm -hmm. top gun and was just like, hey, put on your, your civilian clothes and we'll go to a mom and pop diner. That's how she dresses in this in this movie. She's putting on a real Tom Cruise vibe. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Apple Sync slaps the phone. Uh, there's like real weird um, paintbrush style, like red paint graffiti all over the walls when the husband comes home. It feels a little like... Very deliberate. Quick question. Uh, yeah. How how much do you think they... What do you think the budget for this film was? Just give me a guess. 
Uh, four million. Thirty million dollars. How much money did it make in theaters? <laughs> Opening weekend. Is it a bunch? Opening week? No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I was like, man, he got you know the voices cost eleven million. Didn't even make a, a half a million. That's fucking crazy. Uh, opening weekend was less than $4 million. Gross domestic was less than, or sorry, was just over $12 million. Oh, sorry, that's worldwide. Just over $12 million. So they lost their assholes. Whoa. Whoa. Where'd that it sounds go? crazy. <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> Explode. And it shows. It shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. This would have been something like like when I was younger and theaters were like that. That's just where you went to go see a movie was you went to the theater. Yeah. Because uh, it like from a, the time a movie was in theaters until you could rent it was like 12 months. To, like It was. <clears throat> yeah, it was a minute. 16 months. It was a long time. It was. A, it was a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now it's not. It's like three months. Three months. Yeah. Well, which is awesome. Yeah. But this would have been one that if I would have watched in theaters, I would have told everybody I know, go see whatever the other movie is that's out. Yeah. Out Dreams? <laughs> Mortal go, Kombat. Go see Mortal Kombat. Go see Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> we have to do that Cruise one. Cruise Control. <laughs> Um, so the first thing I want to do is recast the female lead. I don't know who I want to replace her with. We'll get to that in a second. Um, oh, I thought you already had a... The dog, its name is Toby or Doby. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Doby, uh, but I kept mishearing it. Like, Oh, here's one I, I wrote here in, uh, in radio voice. Escaped mental patient causes 17 car pileup, seven dead tonight at eight. <laughs> yeah, when she, when she runs out into the fucking street. Into the road to get a to get her dog hallucination dog a, lo- a hallucination dog yeah and causes yeah it's like it's like, that scene was fucking ridiculous a couple like, hundred thousand dollars worth of damage yeah that's just, where they spent their budget just, that's the whole budget for the movie is that's not intentional <laughs> they were just gonna shoot the movie with her like running out and grabbing the dog and there being no cars <laughs> that's all insurance money. <laughs> I think that's what happened. We 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 cracked it. Yeah, I think we cracked the code. No wonder it didn't. <laughs> you know, you know what else we cracked? Danny? I told the net Benning, look, <laughs> I know we promised you a million dollars, but but two for one entree, Jack in the Box coupon, <laughs> and a case of Miller Lights. The best I can do. I'll take it. So we're we're uh, recasting Apple y- Sync. Where am I at here? Hold on. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Apple Sync, <laughs> uh, Apple Cider Sync. You know what? Let me let me get through the rest of my notes about it. Yeah, let's and do then it. we'll and then we'll do the thing. Let's I'm, do it. I'm like three quarters of the way through it. There's kind of an Arthur dream sequence with her in like a long flowy red dress. It's not the worst, but I I certainly don't like it. The the worst part about the the performance based for me was when she's in the like octagonal shaped padded room with the yellow walls. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, with the chick from Dexter. With the lady from Dexter, the Dexter kills with the the pie or whatever. Key lime pie, Dexter. 
Give me that sweet key lime pie. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Thank you, sweetie. That that was so weird. Like, sorry to like get off track, but that episode of Dexter or that whole story arc. Uh, uh Dexter's coming back. No. Yep. Confirmed on Showtime. What? Yeah, they're gonna do it. How are you gonna do another season of it? Why? I I don't know. Cash grab. I'll watch it. I mean, I'm not gonna get Showtime for it, but I'll watch it. Check it out. I do like Michael C. Hall, but that's not what we're supposed to be talking about. Oh, uh, the the acting in that padded room is the worst part of the entire movie for me. You think? Because some of Robert Robert Downey Jr.'s acting in the the towards the end, which by the way, it's at least comical. That's the not stuff what it <laughs> should be though. No, no, but it is. You know, it can it's supposed to be serious and be funny, and I'm like, well, at least it made me laugh. By the way, was it an hour that it took to it took for us to see Robert Downey Jr. in this film? Probably. I think it was an hour, and right? he is billed in order of appearance, fourth from the top. Bullshit. Unless I missed something in the first 10 seconds of the movie, I don't He's think... He's like 10th. Yeah, this is like, you're like 40, like like an hour into it before yeah. he shows up, uh, which is fine. Um, here we go. So, still running through it here, getting off track. Keeping it on rails, doing a good job. <laughs> uh, Acting in the petting room, yep. Uh, she rips off the wallpaper a bit, and there's these stuff she remembers from her dreams under the wallpaper. <laughs> and it's very, like, the number 23 or Barton Fink, but both of those movies did it way better. She breaks out of the mental institution. Robert Downey Jr. is, like, giving her dream memories instructions to follow so she can get out like, he got out a long time ago. Robert Downey Jr.'s name is Vivian the Man. <laughs> uh, okay, so Robert Downey Jr. is walking her through this how to break out step by step. And there's a bit where she gets into the car with the security guard and flirts with the security guard. And I'm pretty positive Robert Downey Jr. blew that security guard. <laughs> From the He at least cinema. made him touch his balls. Yeah, he at least made him touch his balls. And was like, you fucking like this? <laughs> the security guard was not having it. Yeah. He was not happy. Or he was. Maybe he was. Could have been a cutscene. I don't know. <laughs> um, the score is dumb. <laughs> it's just real dumb um, Robert Downey Jr. when he finally does show up the first like 30 seconds he's on screen is more compelling than anything else you've seen in the rest of the movie and then after that first 30 seconds he is way up over the top just like everybody else Yeah. the, the fuck is this music <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is wearing a, a like a Jesse James drifter outfit. <laughs> uh, the kicker is convoluted as fuck. And I wrote down a bunch of stuff I already said earlier when I was like, I know what the movie's about. Uh, <laughs> my last note here says blah, 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 overacting through the roof. Yeah, that's all I got for this. I'm going to give it a resounding no thumbs <laughs> out of ten thumbs. It's it's decently cast, and you could make it a thing. Storytelling doesn't have to be 
describing every little tiny thing. Yeah. Everything doesn't need to have an explanation. It, no. It doesn't. Not at all. Not even not even remotely close. None of that shit is necessary. The more of it you put in something that is clearly a work of science fiction, it becomes so... I get it. I get it. Why do I need to pay attention to all this shit? Like, all right, the voices, for example, it's a sick man who is a serial killer. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what the whole movie's about. Yeah. This movie is about like nine things and it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) It's too big for its britches. Yeah, it is too big for its britches. Who do you want for what's her name? Yeah. A, a lot of this stuff is going to be how much money? Thirty million dollars. Thirty million dollars. You get a pretty decent director for thirty million dollars. Yeah, you got it. We got to get a new director. Yeah, the, the director for sure. I want to replace the lady. I want to replace the husband, and I want to replace the Robert Downey Jr. character. Really? Yeah. I mean, you could get Robert Downey Jr. to do it well, but just because I saw that, I can't see him do it again. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? It's, 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 rough. it's too goofy. Yeah, it's, it's he's so goofy. Too goofy. He's like, hey, um, I don't know, like pretend you're a ten year old, but all pretending you're a psycho adult. Uh, I don't know, it's very strange. As far as like the general concept of the movie goes, story wise, it's boring. <laughs> so you're gonna say? No, I'm just saying, like, to make this a good film, would you just keep it? As is, and I mean it's a it's a bunch of other movies that are already out there, but if you just wanted to make this movie profitable, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it, it just needs better direction and a, a different, different cast. Actors. Yeah, there needs to be somebody sitting back somewhere where it goes okay. The the look the music here this is fucking not working. Yeah, take this out. You know, somebody goes through that with a fine tooth comb at the end. Oh right? yeah, for sure. Surely, uh, it's got to be the thing about making and some a movie. of the, some of the music. I bet you're so fucking sick of any movie that you're working on until it's done. Like by the time it's actually finished. Yeah. How many times do you think the director di- director has watched that movie before it's done? Ooh. In pieces. Hmm. I'd be curious to know if you're a director. Yeah, that's a good question. At it's just to or no, it's just. The number two movies at gmail.com. Ten if times? If you've directed a thing. All right. <clears throat> Who are we going to get? Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright? No. I can't afford Edgar Wright for 30. Eh, yeah, you probably get 30 mil in 1999. You could probably get Edgar Wright. I think so. He'd at least make the movie fun to watch if you're not really going to rewrite it. No, that's a good... I... If you're just going to cut some shit out, because Edgar Wright would just do that during production, I would think. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's solid. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll stick with that. Who do you want for... So I want to get Stallone for the husband. <laughs> <laughs> you have any guns? <laughs> Good Lord, man. Holy shit. And he's not... I How about surely... we just recast the husband, Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, you could make that work. Or Robert Downey Jr. as the psychiatrist. <laughs> I like the guy that plays the psychiatrist. Holy say, shit. Robert Downey Jr. is the psychiatrist. The guy that plays the psychiatrist in this movie, him as the husband, 
and we just need to get like a like a older actress to fit his age group to be uh, to be the wife. So the psychiatrist was Stephen Ray or Rhea, however yeah, you say his yeah, name. Yeah, Stephen Ray or Rhea. It might be actually Stephen Rhea. Anyway, him as the husband. And what's how old is he? Uh, he was born in oh shit, he was born in forty six. God, damn. but this was not this was in ninety nine. Get get a get a like a Nicole Kidman, Susan Sarandon, yeah, Susan Sarandon. No. Oh shit, dude, Susan Sarandon's got chops, right? Yeah, she's all right. And that would work because Sig- you get fucking Sigourney Weaver. She's fucking feisty. I like that. What we're gonna do right now is I'm gonna improv a scene. From our version of Out Dreams. <laughs> Out Dreams. And I'll be Susan Sarandon. Yeah. And you be Robert Downey Jr., the doctor. Okay? <laughs> Listen to me. I'm Susan Sarandon. There's apples everywhere. He's putting apples inside a girl. Uh, I'm Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's all I've got for this. I, I didn't like this. It was mm. not, it was not good. It was not fun. It was so bad. You, you, you paid money to you paid money to rent this. Well, you know, you, you do things you have to do. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> I don't have much else to say about this other than I enjoyed watching it with you. Yeah, it was fun. Like it was fun to make fun of because it's real dumb. And if you think that this is something that you might want to see us do, yeah, let me know. Let us if, know. Yeah, if you think you'd like to sit and watch us do like a like, a, I'm, I'm sure I can probably get sued for saying this, but to do something similar to that of like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 to watch these bad movies, because I gotta say we get in some pretty good zingers. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it is a good that, time. That's the, that's the main reason we do this show. Exactly. Uh, it's just, you know, gives us an excuse to sit down and, and talk about it mm. instead of just doing something else. We used to play a lot of Rocket League and yeah. not accomplish anything. Yeah, <laughs> play a lot of Rocket League and be like, oh, you hit that ball, I'm going to fucking explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's callback. Come Brought to you by Schlafly. <laughs> Oh, about to shit my me undies. <laughs> about to pee my me undies. <laughs> my pee undies. Oh man. Okay, yeah. I mean, that, that's all I've got for it. Um, what, what do you you been watching? Anything new? I just finished the first and only season of Watchmen. Yeah, you digging it? I loved it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, you you got it's reckon- on HBO. Yeah, it's on HBO. HBO? Gotcha. I reckon I. I think you should watch it. I'm gonna immediately. Well, like got, right now. Jesus. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I got uh, some. I got some other things in the burner. Tell you what, I'm watching. I'm watching the latest season of Alone. Okay. I'm about a third of the way through it. I'm watching The Boys mm. season two, and I'm about two thirds of the way through it. Uh, I'm, I'm watching season two of Ash versus Evil Dead, which is on Netflix. I watched season one halfway through when it came out. Yeah. Uh, like live on Showtime or Stars or whatever fucking channel it was on. Uh, and I really liked it. And for whatever reason, I just stopped watching it. 
Uh, so I watched the rest of it, and now I'm watching season two. It, can't recommend it enough. Yeah? If you're into... It, it's the best of ha-ha, kind of self-aware horror knockoff comedy. It's the best of it. No. I, when we're done here, I'll let you watch like a one-minute cold open, and you'll be like, okay, I get it. And that's the whole show. It, really good practical effects, really good makeup, really good gore scenes, really good funny writing. It's like the Seinfeld of uh, zombie movies or whatever. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, I've, I just started like, speaking of the boys. Oh, I thought you were going to say Seinfeld. Speaking of Seinfeld. Uh, I started season one of the boys. Very good. You're you're one episode in. I'm one episode in. It's weird because like I I started it like a year ago. It gets so much fucking creepier and unsettling. Yeah, it's a real the voices situation. Like the further you get into it, the more disturbing it gets, kind of thing. Mm. And then all of a sudden, kind of at one time, you're like, oh, oh fuck, Ugh. And things kind of things kind of change. There's a character you'll you'll meet soon that hangs out with Billy Butcher all the time. It's not a spoiler to say that he's in it. Yeah, but he's a like a French guy, and I wish they put subtitles on when he would talk, because if I can understand the the film easily, I don't like to have subtitles on. It eats up real estate for the for the image. But I wish they would put subtitles on when he talks. Because he talks so fast and his French accent is so thick that sometimes it's a little hard to follow him. Damn. But when you do when you do follow him, he is fucking hysterical. I'll have to uh I'm I'm the I'm the guy that has to have subtitles for that. Like I'll flip it on, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, Just yeah. I probably should go back and flip it on. But you know, that's uh I I know what you mean though, like eating up the real estate, as you said. And it, it 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 almost also kind of ruins lines, right? Because if the subtitles pop up before, yeah, the character speaking, yeah, I don't mind subtitles on like like a foreign film if if I don't no, no yeah. if I don't understand the language, I, it's fine. Like Parasite, Parasite's one of the best movies I saw last year. And we're gonna we're gonna do a Parasite we're, episode. Yeah, we're gonna dig into Parasite. What would what would be okay? L- listen, if you hear this, I would really appreciate it if you would at me on Twitter at it's just two movies or email us at it's just two movies at gmail.com. But uh, yeah, if you would write me something and let me know if you've seen Parasite, uh, we, we want to do an episode about it. But what would be a good alternate bad movie to do with it? And what what theme would you use to tie those two films together? Yeah. I would say... Like, I don't want to do the cop-out of Korean film, because there's not a lot of no, Korean films no. that are in popular cinema here in the U.S., but... I would I would think that we could find a film with a similar family that is... Like an imposter scam yeah, hustle kind of thing? Yeah, I would think. Maybe. Uh, if you know one, please reach out and let me know. But uh, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for this time. Um... Anything else you want to add, Birdman? I got to poop really bad. You got... <gasps> Anything else? Play me out, Johnny. Give me a give me a slick closeout line. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the news.
Special thanks to Brad Sexton for our jams. Please check out his music at sons.bandcamp.com. That's S-U-N-D-S dot bandcamp.com. And another special thanks to Lamplighter Productions for our amazing artwork. Be sure to check them out on Instagram at lamplighter underscore productions underscore I-L. Check us out on Twitter or Instagram at It's Just Two Movies. And uh, we have a website, too. I have no idea what the URL is yet, but uh, it's going to be real good. If you like the show, please leave a like or subscribe. It does help the show out a lot. You guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? Let's all that gold talk! We're a one-eyed Batman! Can I make a suggestion that doesn't involve violence? Or is this the wrong crowd? Maybe we should call in a bomb threat to Houston. I think it's free beer night at the Astrodome. The Jedi. Bob, we don't fight with guns. We fight with the mind. Guys and businesses are booming. That is one big pile of shit. Jail gone. It's Just Two Movies is a production of Blue Cheese and Bacon Studios and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. You give that movie zero thumbs, right? I gave it zero thumbs. Did you give uh, it did you give it thumbs? I think I would give it half a thumb. You gave it half a thumb? Yeah. Like just the first knuckle? Mm-hmm. That's fair. For being a movie. They did make it.